Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Normies Like Us. Ayo, bad boys. Ayo, bad boys. Happy to be here, bad boys. All right. Well, here we are. That's it. We're rolling. We're rolling. First episode. Yes. Yeah. It's, a, it's a historic moment, you know. Happy if, to be here. This is Colin, Joe. Ah, and this is Mike. That's right. Those are our names. Those are our <laughs> That's names. That's an important part of it. Three different white guys. If, yep, you know, the world needs more podcasts with three white guys That's talking right. to each We're other. here to fill yeah. it in. Well, there's just not enough out there. No, no, really. No. The niche is, you know... Just dying to be exploited, so we can jump in there. We're going to fill that void. Happy That's to right. fill that void, folks. <clears throat> and if you're listening to this, how? Where did you find us? Uh, and thank you. And if you're listening to this from the future into the past, a la, you know, time-traveling cable shit, thanks. Anyway, welcome. Happy to have you folks checking in. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we talk about uh, movies, comics, and video games primarily. That's the big stuff in the cultural zeitgeist right now. And, yeah, that's what it means to be normie now. It didn't used to. It used to be nerdy. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's the transition from, you know, the, the stuff you grew up loving that you had a small group of friends you would talk to, to the, now everyone knows about it and they're everyone's favorite things, from Star Wars to comic books, video games, everything in between. God, even something like Jaws. Look at something like Ready Player One with Steven Spielberg. We got a pop culture explosion. Yeah. That's the culture right now, baby. That's right. It's hip to be square, like Joe said. You know, I mean, nerd stuff is cool shit. Alphas are the new betas, dude. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, anyway, you know, it's like, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to walk into somewhere and, you know, it's easier to talk about a Marvel movie or a Star Wars or video games than it is to talk about sports. Yeah. Like it almost feels like it, there's been a complete flip God, look within our generation. Would you guys call that a revenge of the nerds? Oh. It basically <laughs> is. If you think about it, I mean, you know, like with the rise of stuff like uh, fantasy football, it's like, yeah, sports have become more like number based than like nerd stuff. To Even that with. is boiling down. Yeah. A lot of people have opinions on something. They think, did I come too late to this? How am I? Going to jump in on movies, comic books, video games. It seems like that was something a lot of other people got to me beforehand. Where do I fit in on this? Feel free to jump right in, baby. Look, thing is, if you like something, you like it when you like it, okay? True. Feel free to like it now. Yeah, people yeah. get intimidated by, like, the history of stuff, which is, like, there's no no reason to. Yeah, you see a lot of this backlash, too, now for people who are, like, jumping on a bandwagon, people wearing Rolling Stone shirts and stuff. Like, there's this culture of like bashing people who maybe yeah. aren't as hardcore about something as you are it's gatekeeping man yeah it's, it's all about if you're not a real fan you're not a real fan if you didn't read the book well that's who like the besides that yeah that's 4chan normies get out you know like that's that's where it's coming from but yeah. we're trying to take that word we're taking it back and make we're it taking inclusive. it back we're yeah. taking normies back like one thing i really want to do with this is like internet culture and like Culture in general now has just become like so easy, much gatekeeping. Easy, yeah. yeah. And like, I really want this podcast to be anti gatekeeping. Yeah. So where it's like, like oh, you, don't know something, you didn't read whatever. comic books yeah. growing up, but you like the movies. That's fine. You're not a faker. You're not a no, fraud. You're the coolest. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, you know, let's dive in more and tell you more about the things that you like. 
and it's fine that you like them because you saw the movie. And you might learn something that yeah. you didn't know about a yeah, exactly. property or a franchise or a studio. But like, just because you like Captain America because you thought, like, Chris Evans is hot or, like, you know, like, that's, that's fine. Just as I'm yeah. glad you're reading, reading it at 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. doesn't care. You got the hook somehow. With normies like us, we're going to take you through three segments. We're going to talk about comic books. We're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about movies. The holy trinity of pop culture. That's yeah. right. Especially in this current climbing. Yeah. If you're into it, get into it. If you're just dipping your toe in, hopefully this is an avenue for you um, to get. Hopefully we can pull you in. Because exactly. we're happy to have you. We're exactly. happy to have you. Well, should we just jump right into it? Yeah, let's yeah. dive right in. All right, movies. Here we go. I don't understand this. I do. It, it was right here. It was movie theater right here. Just last week. The marquee was right there. The blinking lights. Don't miss the movie. Call Movie Phone, the one call to make for theaters and showtimes in no time. All right, movies, moving picture time, films, talking movies. That's right. So, I mean, everybody watches movies. But, like, what's our background, right? I mean, how much do you watch? How much do you like movies? Because, I mean, I came to L.A. because of movies. That's, you right. know? That's why we're here. Same, That's exactly same. right. Yeah. We wouldn't have met. If it was not for movies in some way, if you look at the butterfly effect of yeah. all things. We got no, a little just background. a bunch of film kids. We worked on shorts, features, commercials. So we all went to film school, right? And we all did some freelance yeah. work. We've all made our own short films of various you know, subjects yeah. and stuff. So Everyone's in the, the city angels just trying to make it. So with that being said, we might be a little more critical of something because of, you know, we've been to the sausage factory. We know kind of how movies are made. We're a little more critical, perhaps, of like the writing or the production or the deals going on. But... That being said, we still love them, right? We still love movies. That's why we go see them. That's right. We still got to ask, where are you on the spectrum? That's right. Um, what do you like? What's your genre? All right. Should I kick it off? Or, I mean, my genre used to be, you know, it's a lot of stuff. I like a lot of Kira Kurosawa, old movies, samurai movies. You know, I'm into, um, you know, a lot of import film, you know, specifically like Asia's good. Korea has good horror movies. You know, things like Old Boy, that whole trilogy, the Revenge trilogy is super dope if you haven't seen it. Check it out. Some of the best contemporary filmmaking, period. And then, you know, grew up watching Star Wars. Grew up, I wouldn't have moved to L.A. Like, if I didn't watch the Lord of the Rings special features. Like, that was free <laughs> film school. 21 hours, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, you know. Without that, I'm not sitting in this chair in L.A., you know. And then after, you know, your tastes kind of evolve and you watch the classics and stuff like that. But kind of all over. But definitely. Uh, Sounded like our foreign film buff over here. A little classic. Yeah, way more. You know, nice. I am French. <laughs> Which, uh, you guys don't get that, but it's fine. Uh, but yeah. You so, will. You will. You will one yeah. day. So in that's kind of it. But obviously, I'm keeping up on all the pop culture stuff. You know, the new, you know, all the big drops. So. Oh, I was just going to ask every Oscar season, you feeling good about your Oscar pick? Oh, uh, I don't play Line the Oscar fantasy. Play the Oscar you hit that game. Do you hit that? We play it, but. And no one at this table is better than Colin at that game. I'll segue into that. That's what I like. I like the popular films. I like the ones that hit the Oscar picks. Hey, this is Colin here, guys. I like uh, I like the big mainstream movies that people like to see that also are uh, are award bait. You know, if you've got a Stuttering King, I'm probably into it. If you've got a <laughs> World War II period piece, baby, light me up. Uh, I love Dunkirk this year on HBO right now. Check it out, boys. Nice. Uh, I'm a genre buff. I love horror. Uh, not necessarily into things like foreign uh, or Japanese or anything like that. But uh, I sure love Westerns, things like that. I can get a little old school too, boys. Mm -hmm. 
just hates reading. <laughs> just hate reading. I do hate reading. <laughs> subtitle, I'm going to be honest, the, I'm not going there. Uh, the, even if I do go there, it's got to be dubbed, right? It's got to be dubbed. Wow. Dubs over subtitles. Which, which is terrible. But that two. is the most normie take. There's um, some good dubs, but yeah, that's the most normie. I'm the, hot on it. The two t- comics guys hate reading subtitles. Don't <laughs> call that like that, Mike. Anyway, uh, Joe, where do you land on the spectrum? You know, the tagline for Raiders of the Lost Ark is the return of the great adventure. Okay. And I think that speaks mostly to my interests. I like you. I love it. You know, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, the idea of like the grandiose American film. Um, yeah, so it's like anti Mike in, ter- in terms oh, okay. of those. Um, yeah, like Westerns. We're talking um, blockbusters. Yeah, blockbusters, horror films, the American New Wave. Like guys like Martin Scorsese, um, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, Brian De Palma, like all of those guys really get me there. Um, genre stuff, gotta love horror, always and forever. You know, nothing's better than getting scared. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the bottom line is uh, the blockbuster, the the return of the great adventure. Are now, we, is it true? Is your middle name Marty McFly? <laughs> it might be. It's a couple names in the middle, but yeah. Uh, are we now then speaking of blockbusters? Is this the era of like the the peak of blockbusters? They've never been bigger. Franchise, They've never been more international, franchise, right? Franchise. Exactly. I mean, they are the new musical. You know, like everybody goes to see the blockbuster. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, Ready Player One, which is like a mashup track of every blockbuster, yeah. basically, or you know, Star Wars back in full cycle here with Solo. We're getting out. one every year now too. Yeah. We mentioned it earlier. Ready Player One. Anybody here catch it? I, I saw Ready Player One. Yeah. Ooh, Did you guys? Joe, see it? I, I have seen it. it. Yeah. So I read the book ask, back in the both day. Both of you guys read it. I never read the book. I read the book a couple years back. Joe saw it, read the book. Mike saw it, did not read the book. Me, I did not see it, did not read the book. So no. hit me, guys. Did you like it? I thought it was better without reading the book, you know, having no like kind of expectation. I thought it was better than I had a right to be based on complaining I heard about people who read the book. But I didn't see how that's that. another one where fans can interfere with the like. No. Yeah, so I just kind of went in blind, and it was cool to see stuff like uh, a Gundam fighting Godzilla, like, I'm never going to see a Gundam movie. You might maybe. never see a Gundam movie. But I can see it in Ready Player One, or you see the Master Chief guys. A lot of people like bitch, like, oh, it's just pandering, right? But it was cool to see this stuff, at least like on screen. I saw the Akira bike yeah. in a film. Like, that was awesome. I might not see the Akira movie unless DiCaprio can pull that off. That's right. <laughs> or, like, people complain about fan service when, like, isn't that what a movie is? Is just, if you're making a movie that's based off of something, isn't that immediately fan service? Isn't that what you want? Yeah, like, wouldn't it not yeah. exist if you weren't servicing the fans? I am a fan. Service me. Yeah, exactly. exactly and that's right. why I'm here. I pay my money. Yeah, because I want to see things like, you know, the Joker standing side by side with King Kong. I don't know why, but I do. Sound good. You guys mm. convinced me. Joe, did you like it? It's fine. You know, it's it's not bad. It's yeah. not bad at all. And like, you know, people will complain about the book, but the book's the same thing where it's like if if you like reading sentences that just have things you like repeated over <laughs> and over again, you're going to like it. Oh boy. If you don't, then you don't. I'm not saying it's a masterpiece, but as a fan of 80s pop culture, yeah, you know, it's worth it. Yeah. For me, the, my note on the movie, last one, I don't want to stay on Ready Player One too long, but <laughs> the, the most interesting thing for me was I wanted more about the weird creator of the game. The, I cared more about that guy and the his Willy story. The Willy Wonka. Yeah, than Ooh. the actual story. Like, I just liked the visuals, but I cared more about that guy. I wanted more of the creator of Oasis than I oh, wanted. Interesting. They make it more like 
we're a revolution. Sure, it sounded yeah. like Mike liked the story. I liked specifically the story notes of the creator. The main characters in the movie, it's yeah, a little flimsy. It's it's you know it's flashy though. It's shiny. You know we like shiny things. So we like yeah. shiny things. overall, it's, it's fine. But yeah, now we got Solo coming out. And that's like Ooh, the, first, well, the second spinoff, right? So how do you feel about this, Colin? Second spinoff, as a Star Wars fan, didn't mention this in the movie's picks, but boy, I think we can all say here, yeah, guys, big Star Wars fans. Yeah. I, I am. We all are. I mean, like, guys. even going back before getting a Star Wars film every year, I mean, I think we're all Star Wars fans even before the prequels came out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We know. had our VHS tapes. Let me ask you this. Did you guys all go to the re-release in theaters? I did. I, I did. I saw the New Hope re-release. That was the only one I saw. Uh, uh, still made it. But I made you, it. that's our generation. Yeah, it's right a, there it's with a, Star Wars. It's yeah. a rare lucky take where we got to see every Star Wars movie that's come out. I've seen it in theaters. Ooh, that's pretty which cool. Which is Love that. wild. Yeah, as a huge Star Wars fan, you can yeah. now we're living in the paradise of getting a new one coming up. Now, you asked me how I feel, Joe. How do I feel about one of these backgrounds? This is the first one where we're going with a background of an already established yeah. character. That's right. Because Rogue One, Rogue you know, it's, it's in the back, but it's not following we don't Han Solo. People. Yeah, they're all strangers. Just a prologue. And they all prologue. die anyway. Spoilers, right? Nope, spoilers. They don't matter. Uh, so, you know, I'm excited. I'm a huge Chewbacca fan. He is my favorite character in the Star Wars universe. And to see where he came from, yeah, I'm down. And people say, who is this movie for? You know, this isn't for the people who like Star Wars. It should be moving forward. I'll take a step back if it means I get to see my favorite characters come back. And I think that's exactly what this movie is going to do for me. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is any Star Wars movie that you're going to bother making, I'm going to bother to go see. Uh, The idea that you're going to take one of the most iconic characters and go back. I'm not mad. It's not Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's an old man. Yep. How could he, how an could old he man can't that? play a 20 something. And he never loved it anyway. Yeah. And that's no. the other, like people really, you got to separate it, man. He was a professional about it, but he was uh, never super down. And I'm a, a huge Indiana Jones fan. You know, I love yeah. the man. I, I do. He is, is my definition of a, of a man's man. <laughs> An action um, hero, of yeah. a movie star, yeah, we an just adventurer. Don't make them like him anymore. Mm. Um, but the bottom line is, Han Solo is not Harrison Ford. Right, you got to separate the two. Mm-hmm. You got to just let this new guy have his turn yeah, in the sun. Maybe this Alden Einreich. Maybe they make him like him now. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, like a smuggler, just a guy on the run. I'm sold classic gangster story i think it looks exciting uh we are at the point uh we're close to the release date now we've seen a little buzz and i gotta say it's coming out pretty positive so far i was pretty shocked about that i don't know about you guys well i was because i think people were ready to hate this movie Mm. like they were ready to be against it from the get-go just because it was going back to something that's that's holy but it's not, you know, like nothing is holy in the movie universe. Right. It's all open to interpretation. Mike, you start as a hater. Uh, I still want to hate it. Ooh, uh, I saw that over there. I, know, I thought yeah. so. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm worried about getting a Star Wars movie every year. You know, like it doesn't feel special. You worried about Disney? It's true. It's yeah, not special I, anymore. I'm worried about Disney. They got the Infinity Gauntlet, you know. Uh, they're rewriting history, yeah, changing they got, reality. They got Marvel. They got Star Wars. You know, they're just collecting Fox, Fox right? Yeah, another gem, another gem in the gauntlet. So course. yeah, they kind of got it all. But I love Star Wars. I don't want to see bad Star Wars films. Obviously, I hope that it's good. But I'm, you know, maybe it's just I hold it in such high of an esteem, you know, and I'm worried about them watering it down. Can what I is? Say, can I just say one of the things that I worry about? I don't know if that's what you were about to ask. What our big fears are, but yeah. 
One of the big things that I worry about with this new thing coming up, I don't know the last time I enjoyed a Ron Howard movie. I'll be honest with you. I see Ooh. him more as mm. the narrator on Arrested Development than I do a big movie director, and now he's got the keys to the Millennium Falcon. Mm. Now, uh, what's that, uh, Rush with Chris Hemsworth? Is that that one? Absolutely. It's fine. It's fine. I think the problem is every Ron Howard movie I've seen recently, I just end up thinking, it's fine. It's never special. Formula it's one. never good. Whales at sea. Yeah. Oh, I never it's, saw that one. That's um, Star Wars to you. That's again. That's Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah he loves. He loves Thor. Thor right that's now. crazy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know enough Ron Howard. He doesn't make enough foreign films for me. So. <laughs> I mean, I know Ron Howard. You know from How the uh, Grinch Stole Christmas. Andy Griffith. <laughs> you know. Now I'm seeing two big Grinch fans here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I know personally that we're big splash fans. Joe, you're a big splash. Fan. I'm a big splash, splash fan. So maybe uh, you can capture some of that romance. With that's a true. Love interest they don't make romantic Amelia movies Clark. like that any movie. No, they don't. They just make um, the same script. You know. Yeah. Well, like like splash is so great because it's a movie like um like liar liar or big where the premise just is just like it. you have to buy in right away. You this guy can't tell a lie. This guy falls in love with a mermaid. This guy is automatically older. Like, the, that joke premise doesn't really exist anymore outside of, like, an SNL bit. Yeah, that's true. Like, do a whole 90 minutes yeah. following this hook. And they have good hooks. I mean, like, yeah. they know they're going to be silly, but they're oh, charming, those are too. American classics, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly, yeah. Splash, big. I would take those movies all day. Yeah, so. And you're hoping some of that lightning's caught in outer space with Solo, with Solo. a Star Wars story. That's right. And, you know, I hope it does well specifically because I want the Obi-Wan movie with so everyone is see, clamoring. People for say it. that and I love that. I'm super excited for that. But my big fear is if this does well, it's just going to mean more solo movies. Oh, I think you we'll know, get three sequel, of these. A trequel. Yeah. You know, what are we doing there? Yeah. Sure. I want that Obi-Wan too, but I don't know if I want this moving forward. Solo cubed. I want everything moving forward. Bottom line is if you're going to make a movie a year, like Last Jedi came out six months ago. Yeah. December. Sure, man. Keep me loaded up. I am a junkie. Just keep fucking shooting me up, man. I'll take it as often as you're willing to give it to me. Not to make a Star Wars pun, but I don't. I don't want us to be force fed. You know. <laughs> you want to buy some uh, death sticks? Yeah. Want to go home and rethink my life? You know. <laughs> um, so well, wait, wait, here's a here's a Star Wars question we didn't touch on at all. Yeah. Which. Of the Star Wars films is your favorite. That's true. Where are you at? Are you a yeah. prequel? Are you an original? I think we should do a three, a two, one answer to see if we do this, right? Okay. Ooh, Mike, I'm liking that. Because I think there's a maybe a 25% chance we might say the same shit, but probably not. So so hold on. We're saying name of film? Name of the film. Your favorite name one. Name of the favorite. film? The your favorite, favorite Star one. Wars. Okay, I am nervous here. Okay, count right. down, Mike. So three, two, one, hit. All right. Three, two, one. Return Empire of the Jedi. Jedi. Oh, my God. Oh, two okay, Empire look, I hate one to be Jedi. the contrarian here. I love Return so of the Jedi. So just so I think it's clearly. I love clearly. Return of the Jedi, too. Mike, I'm saying Empire. Joe, I'm saying Empire. Colin, I'm saying Return of the Jedi. That is such wow. a right. hot take. Well, I love first it. off, I love that we're all original trilogy. Yeah. yeah. That's requisite, almost. Yeah. Almost, almost. At this if, point. if you grew up around Who knows, though? That well, might change in the okay, next couple Andy, of years. Okay, Andy. I don't right, know enough, about that. Enough. That might change. Okay, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. So, sell me sell me on uh, Jedi, man. Well, I love the Ewoks. No, look. Uh, it, what it boils down to. <laughs> I do is, love the Ewoks. You could have stuck with that. I love the Ewoks. It's the culmination of a great story. You've got a great Luke in that black outfit, which first I hate to get bogged down on that, but look, I love that outfit. That, that is the most iconic. <laughs> it look is for the Luke. most iconic look yeah. for me for Luke Skywalker yeah. Jedi. Well, and he's a Jedi, Jedi who wears Jabba. black. Oh my god, a Jedi who wears black. That's so. 
I didn't like edgy. Well, it as a kid, is, but it was uh, cool. Like that was the action figure I had was the yeah, black. Exactly, and it introduces that was, the green you, lightsaber. Yeah, if green, you so. went and saw um, Return of the Jedi in the re-release, they gave out a special edition of the Luke wearing the black outfit action figure. Oh, wow. It is the only action figure I never opened. I still wow. have that unopened in my parents' basement somewhere. Which also the foreground of the re-release poster, big uh, Luke. That's true. Yeah, big outfit. Luke on the, right. the scarif on the back. Nice. That's right. I mean, it's great. And I think uh, Return of the Jedi, it works also with the prequels. It still feels like that six-movie arc, like the end of the Skywalker father and son saga, right? It's great. Well, you know, let me give a hot take on that, actually. Uh, and just to finish up, I like, uh, I like, I like everything about Jedi. I, yeah. like the, I like Vader's interactions. I like getting the final confrontation with the Emperor. Yeah. I like the Ewoks. I like the final battle. You know, everybody is gearing up in such an interesting way. It is combat to a T. You know, everybody mm-hmm. is gearing up for the end game. Obviously not anymore. But uh, just my hot take on this recently, people get so worked up about this moment in The Last Jedi. And I'm going to assume you guys know the moment I'm talking about. It's when Luke ignites the lightsaber with Ben Solo. It's when things change. Yeah. And he gives in to that moment of weakness. Wouldn't you – can't you look back as a fan – this is my opinion here Mm – and say – that his father does the exact same thing in Return of the Jedi. He gives in to a moment of goodness and saves his son from the Emperor when he's getting electrocuted and throws him off. Isn't it the exact same thing? It's just a cycle with these Skywalkers. If you can't buy into that with the original trilogy, why do you have such a problem with it in this new one? Well, there's so much to talk about to unload yeah. there. I, I, one you brought I up, The Last Jedi. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. But before we get to that, I'm going to tie back to Solo. And and sort of The Last Jedi. You know, people talk about Luke in The Last Jedi and get so upset over the choices he makes and the way he is as a character. That's not my yeah. Luke. Look, <laughs> look, for me, Luke was boring. He's just some fucking farm boy. I don't care about him. The chosen one. For me, it's Han Solo. He yeah. is the, the smuggler who makes the right choice. I didn't think Luke Skywalker was interesting as a character until The Last Jedi. He just had a laser sword. Yeah, that's it. Wow, hot take, Joe. I like that. And he's the one who called it a laser sword. That's true. In you both of say them. a laser sword yeah. now. Uh, yeah, Han Solo always had like, a lot of the charm. You know, the roguish, you know, handsome dude, you know. I'm, I'm going to say that's why bad. you guys like Empire more. You guys love Han Solo. That's a pretty big Han Solo. I do love Han Solo. Yeah, but also, I think back. that uh, the lightsaber fight at the end of Empire is some of the best work. Ooh, really? Yeah. Right before the I Am Your Father reveal, I go back... On YouTube, I'm sure you can find a supercut of all of the fights. That one, it it stands out to me, man. The lighting is great. That's Lawrence Kasdan doing his job, man. It's Hmm. really great work. Now look at him writing with his son, John Kasdan, wrapping things up with Solo. Really? I didn't know that. That's right. Wow. Wow. Oh, see, that's another reason I want to see this movie, then. No, that actually sells me. I mean, I'm going to see it, obviously. It's a Star Wars movie. That, I think, is the most important sentence. I'm going to see it, obviously. It's a Star Wars movie. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Isn't that how we all feel? I mean, are we caught by this thing? Is it a black hole? Should we feel like we should escape it? I don't know. I loved this stuff, and I can't stop. Yeah, I still love it. I want more of it, even if I complain about it. I still want to talk about it because even when they weren't making I movies, it. I mean, I was interested in like the comic books and the video games yeah. and the, the Jedi figures. Academy and everything. It was everything. Oh, Shadows of the Empire. Everything. Yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, you know, one oh. of the best RPGs period in the Star Wars universe. And it's just one of the best RPGs period. It's great. It's great stuff. Yeah. Star Wars, everybody. Solo. See it. We'll Solo. see it. Or Come don't. Come out. And speaking of Solo, right. A lot of these topics we talk about, we're going to be doing full episodes on this. 
So down the pipe, Solo's coming out. Keep your ears to the ground for a full-on Star Wars breakdown. We're going to go Yeah, here. you're going to get our reactions to it. Uh, you're going to see what we thought about that film for sure. Yeah. And we'll talk about not only just the movies of Star Wars, but the comics and the video games, because Star Wars is one of those things that transcends to all three. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So that's that's Solo. I mean, should we just talk about the other, the big elephant in the room with a metal hand? I mean, that's the big one. <laughs> Infinity War, right? right. Marvel. That's, that's right. The two juggernauts of film right now is Star Wars and Marvel. That's Which are it. owned by the same company. <laughs> that's right, Ooh. Disney. Oh. Which is crazy. But you can't be mad at them because they've been putting out incredible releases especially now the quality is getting so much better like everyone considers winter soldier to be top tier black panther's super top tier and now infinity war is like this generation's empire strikes back yeah but it with really each is of them making uh, billions of dollars i can be a little mad at him mike my wallet can be a little mad at him yeah well now that we're seeing one every what like five or six months we're getting Marvel's a new marvel about movie releasing yeah. four now year. If they get four that's that's doubling down we it's get one a season baby wow. Well, they got the X-Men now, and they got to have something for them to do. Yeah, we'll get there at some point. Fingers crossed. Not too soon. Not too soon. Yeah. Nah, it'll take a minute to get all the legality of it figured out, I'm sure. But I mean, like, thinking about it, just in terms of movies, these guys are making so much money. The Black Panther, as a character, has not appeared in a movie that didn't make a billion dollars. Oh, my God. A billion with a B. Wow. I mean, that is absurd for one character yeah, that's civil war the black panther solo film and infinity war and that's for which have all made that billions billion. that's for a character that had a bet animated television show in the 90s which, think about that folks which lasted what like seven episodes Ooh, if, if that. that ouch well to be fair he's probably like padding the numbers with his vibranium you know like uh, selling some off to make him look good jay-z style installs it on your iphone that you buy and it counts as a sale yeah. oh it's, it's there but no it's crazy yeah he's been in three movies all made a billion dollars and yeah, it's a it's character incredible. that me i knew nothing about you know because i'm just cursorily you know on the fringe of that world but i love the movies and i see them and i thought infinity war was fantastic how about you guys what do you think about infinity war oh i loved it oh it's such a thing to talk about because it's like i loved it but at the same time like you know sitting here now I don't think I'll ever watch Infinity War alone again. Well, I mean, it ends on did, such yeah, a, a cliffhanger. You know, it was such a cultural thing to watch it again now. Now you just experienced it that opening night, sitting there with hundreds of fans, yeah. all feeling the same thing. Wow, 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 wow. And it was just jaw dropped. I mean, I remember like Colin and I saw it together. There were three or four moments where it was just the, <gasps> yeah. you know, like, like that, <gasps> oh my God, it's the Red Skull. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah. Full spoilers on this. You should have seen it. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. If we that's talk true. about And if you haven't, like, what are you doing? Yeah, come on. Please get out there. It's the number one movie in the world. Fastest to a billion ever. Breaking yeah. records every day. Yeah. And if you clicked on this podcast, like, let's be real. If you, if you clicked on this, but you haven't seen that, like, come on, man. What are you doing? But, yeah, this but is thank for somebody. you. <laughs> this yeah, is for somebody. Thank you this is for somebody consuming all pop culture at once. That's how I do it. I don't know about you guys. So, yo, what's up, Google DeepMind? Thanks for listening to this. I know you're out here. <laughs> hey, we and out so here. are we. I mean, it's the culmination of 18 movies. Like, the first time we saw Thanos on screen was in 2012. Right. And it was the stinger for the Avengers movie, where I think the line is something like, you know, to fight or to try to conquer Earth would be like to court death herself. And then you just have this big, dumb alien turn right. to the screen uh, and go, wink. 
here. Yeah, he smiles Ooh, wide. Gives me chills. Yeah, yeah, I remember when you say it. Walk, walking out of the theater, just like screaming at people, like that was Thanos, and everyone being like, "Who's Ooh, Thanos?" <laughs> and now, you know, flash forward six years, and what, like another, probably another like ten movies Easy. at least. Um, and Thanos is like everybody's crush. Everyone loves Thanos. That's right. Now. You hear kids saying his name now. No, oh yeah, there's our Thanos did nothing wrong. Thanos subreddit. In, um, Fortnite. They put he is right, there, right? which is the, the most normie move. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. I love it. Uh, I I have come in third place in a Thanos round. You're wow. Fortniteing. <laughs> of course, I'm Fortniteing. Wow. I'm a normie. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was it was me versus Thanos, and I popped up and I tried to hit him with a minigun. It didn't work. Should have hit him in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I should have gone like for the head. Winner Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was holding the gauntlet in place. You know, I was <sighs> like, "You're never gonna be a god." And then he just slapped me down. Yeah. So yeah. That. That's what happens. You just yeah. snap. Just just one quick snap. Yeah. Infinity War. I was blown away. I mean, obviously, billions of dollars being made, and. Yeah, like Joe said, it's like 18 movies. 18 This was the That's unprecedented. Yeah, so 18 leading up to this, right? 18 leading up to it. Yeah. Something of this scale has never been attempted in cinema. Like, that's oh, insane. Not one Something of a kind. That, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's you know, an anomalous creation. Maybe not now because Star Wars can five years down. But it's, it's amazing <laughs> yeah, what they Star were able Wars to do. X-19. Right, but they did it and they delivered. And that's the main thing. Like, I give... A lot of shit to Disney trying to monopolize everything, but they're delivering like fairly consistency. Like a seventy-five percent, like for me, hit rate. I'm like, this was worth my money. Yeah, and I'm pleased with what you're doing with these properties. Like, when you think about it, like Disney didn't even own Marvel when this all started. I mean, when right, when right. Iron Man, Avengers. yeah, when Iron Man came out and they introduced Nick Fury and the idea of an expanded cinematic universe. Disney wasn't in the picture at all. They saw that and were like, whoop, was that going to go ahead and blow up Xander and Zack that. Right. Was that Marvel themselves having Who had the rights at that point? It was Universal had the Hulk. Yeah. Oh, had oh, Paramount so it's all with such uh, Captain America. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, in, in 1996, they, they went bankrupt as a company. So yeah. they started selling off all these rights. And like Colin said, like uh, Captain America went to Paramount. Hulk had... Or Universal had Hulk, which they still do in a way. Like, we'll never see a, a Hulk solo movie or a She Hulk solo movie. You get a 4D ride. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we get those at cool. uh, Islands of Adventure. Is that what that is? Yeah, um, yeah, something man. like that, right? It's so fun. Um, but yeah, Infinity War is huge, you know? Yeah. yeah, can I can I pick a bone with you, Joe? Just something you said real oh, quick. You said it. culmination. You know, to me, the film does feel a little more like we were talking about earlier. More of a Empire Strikes Back. It leaves you on that big cliffhanger on that. Oh yeah, that's true. It's what it's not end. done, but it's bringing you right, no. right before that final right crescendo. To the peak. We got another. We got Avengers four. Maybe wrapping things up. But I would even argue that like Infinity War's ending is a bigger hook or a bigger cliffhanger than. Empire Strikes Back. Ooh, bold. I mean, I don't think we've seen anything at this level. We weren't Sam, in theaters, though. We weren't, but at the same time, like, you know, yeah. finding out your dad's the bad guy is a lot different than half of the heroes disappearing. Yeah. Like, look, Ooh. I have... Our favorites going our away favorites forever. Sp- Spider-Man died. Hardly knew you. Uh, <laughs> like, do you know, like... Spidey, we hardly knew you. Yeah, like, Spider-Man is, is the end-all, be-all for me right. as, as a person. Like, he, is, tops. he cuts to me core... Uh, as a character, and he's gone, which is 
Ouch. outrageous. Yeah. I mean, like Spider-Man, Black Panther, Bucky, Falcon. Yeah, yeah, all of the Guardians minus the Rabbit. Oh. Yeah, like you could you could say that Empire Strikes Back is equivalent, but really, like, what do we find out? Like, oh, his dad's the bad guy, and Han Solo's on ice. Well, I think the good guys lose. I mean, yeah, if you're looking at it simply, right? A major yeah. blockbuster. Oh, we good guys it. fail. No. Right. I think the last images, though, you know, a little bit of peace when we got Luke and Leia next to each other watching the Millennium Falcon take off, opposed to Infinity Wars, where we're watching people they love disappear from yeah. their lives. Forever. And and like, True. you know, before the post credit scene, it's just Thanos smiling over Chilling. what he's done. Oh. Like, you know, Empire Strikes Back doesn't end with Darth Vader literally like popping the helmet off and. Giving the thumbs up to the camera. <laughs> Cracking a Dr. Pepper. Well <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's you know, like, oh, we did it. That's true. That's true. It's pretty big. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but, you know, now the problem is, you know, everyone's got phones, right? So when Infinity War happens, and then there's all these leaks about the next movies. So, like, you see Spider-Man with yeah, Captain America in the hard. old costume. So, and as, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of weird A4 leaks. And as film people, here. like, you you encounter that a lot more. People are going to share, like, set photos or you hear some stuff, you know. Yeah. So it's just you see it more. And so you, it's it really hits you when you watch the movie. And then, oh, Spider-Man will be back. Well, even as a general audience, it's like, oh, in in February, Black Panther made a billion dollars. Wait a minute. I You're don't think he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. think there oh, might be man, another yeah. one. Even though the screenwriters, they're really sticking to this, yeah, like, no, God it's permanent. Them. Get over it. And yeah. It's like, okay. Sure it is. Your biggest cash cow. Sure, sure Jan. <laughs> right. That's right. But, wow. I mean, that's it. That's the biggest stuff, right? I mean, that's what's out right now. Well, we got Those Deadpool coming up. Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool. We didn't even talk about Deadpool. Deadpool 2, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Another Josh Brolin performance in a comic book another character. Josh Brolin, right. another big comic book film that's about to dominate the box yeah. office. I know. Within Brolin. three weeks. It's wild. Yeah, it's really fast. Josh Brolin, I remember him most fondly in Thrashing. Um, uh, yeah. Goonies? Uh, no, I know you're a big Goonies fan too, Mike. Yeah, I like Thrasher the Goonies, Goonies as well. Enough about me. Uh, we got Deadpool 2. Cable Deadpool looks two. bad as hell, right? Deadpool 1 was super fun. Now hopefully they get a little bit more wiggle room, you know? More yeah, oh, yeah. And it looks awesome. I mean... We got Zazzy Beats as Domino, uh, most seen from Atlanta right now, a show we all love with Donald Glover, of course, and Solo as well, playing Lando Calrissian. All over the place. It's all this melting America, together. Childish Gambino, all over SNL. The place right now. That's right. Yeah, he's uh, like one of the hottest stars. But yeah, Deadpool too. So, I mean, we excited about it, Colin? I'm excited about it. Uh, obviously, there's a little controversy right now with T.J. Miller. People talking about T.J. Miller. Oh, what's right. his role going to be in the future? He's popping up in the news, having a couple outbursts there, kind of making some trouble for himself, in my opinion. Um, you know, that's not going to affect my enjoyment of it. I, I love Deadpool. He's a very meta character. He's a very funny character. Uh, and R-rated, of course, a very interesting take on the superhero film. So I'm extremely excited about it. I love the director, David Leitch, who did John Wick. Big fan of that as well. I think the That's action right. is going to be off the charts. I didn't realize, you know, I, I haven't done my uh, due diligence on the direction and stuff. I just want to watch it because, you know, I'm not a super huge comic fan, but I'm excited to see it. But if it's the John Wick guy... Come with some on, Deadpool meta right? action. That, oh, it's going to be a lot. That of, takes it to the next level. That's amazing. Yeah, it's that's like, oh, great. what other superhero do you get like dick and fart jokes with? Yeah, I mean, like he is the the end all be all of like adolescence humor. Yeah, and he shares my love for Mexicali cuisine. So. Yeah, tamales, uh, yeah. chimichangas, chimichangas, yes, an, an American invention. Time yeah. to make the yeah. fucking chimichangas. That's right. 
Hey, so we'll billboard this a little bit, but uh, I also saw a bit of a spoiler, which I won't talk about here on the podcast, but maybe a fan-favorite X-Men villain is featured heavily in the film, so maybe we'll talk about that afterwards. Certainly one of my favorite villains who I really hope to see in the movie. Oh, man, now you got me all excited. More excited than before. All right. Yeah, I mean, I I like Deadpool. I like Deadpool a lot. Um, When we walked out of the first Deadpool movie... My only thought was like, wow, I'm really excited for Deadpool 2. Not necessarily because I was invested in the story, but because I knew it, they'd have the money to play Finally, around a little they more. they take it to the next level. Yeah. Right. They proved themselves with this, you're saying. Yeah, exactly. So we're, I, think, I think we'll get some cameos of bigger characters. I mean, we already have some deep cuts from X-Force, which is like, e- even if you're a comic book fan, to know who Bedlam is is pretty outrageous. Right. I mean, he's a... a a mutant who can like do uh, an EMP move, basically, and okay. like disable technology. But oh, in the movie, I think people are going to be big fans when they see Terry Crews. Exactly, we're getting Terry Crews as like a C-list X-Men hero. Really? Yeah, it's going to be super fun. And um, oh, Colin, what's his name? Shatterstar. Shatterstar. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Another fan, fan favorite, favorite character. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, I'm excited to see it. I'm going to see it. We got Solo. Coming out soon. Deadpool coming out soon. Can I, mean, I ask you, out of those films, guys, are you opening night, guys? Mm. That's tough. I was for, for Infinity War. Two, probably not. For those we two, I don't know. Infinity War, but for, for Infinity those War, two, probably not. You know, for Solo, I might be. Ooh. I'm a sucker, man. If it's mainline Star Wars, you know, yeah. if it's Star Wars 9, their hooks opening night. But if it's a side story... That weekend for sure, but All like right. Mike and Joe might be seeing you solo opening night, guys. That's right, Deadpool as well. That's a that's an opening weekend movie for yeah. sure. I read comic books. I read comic books. I read comic books. I read comic books. We read comic books. Comic books are for everyone, and you'll find the area's best selection at Alter Ego Comics. I read comic books, and I get them at Alter Ego Comics. So, guys, everybody knows Infinity War is the big movie right now, but we want to go a little bit from the screen to the page, move into talking about comic books. Mike, hit us with where you are on the spectrum when it comes to comic books. Yeah, I um, this is so far out of my wheelhouse, generally. Like, I know video games, I know movies, but the comics as the books. I owned, like, only the Carnage arc of Ooh. Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man was my favorite comic book character, but all I had was that, you know, Carnage arc. The and like two, Todd McFarlane run. Yeah, yeah. He had the great Spider-Man. covers, you know. Oh, they were. I just great. remember Carnage saying he was gonna spectacular Spider Man's. Yeah, right. And he was fit Spider Man into a matchbox when he was done with him. It was like this metal dude. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it, though. The comics don't run that deep for me. I love uh, the films. You know, Black Panther and Infinity War really blew me away. I love the Spider Man movies. Spider Man's probably my favorite comic book character, uh, like Joe. But I don't Sick. love him the way that Joe loves him. So. You're a young man, though, so it sounds like were you a teenage comic book owner? All I had was that Spider-Man and, like, a couple of... uh, I mean, I watched the shows in the 90s. I watched the Spider-Man series. I liked that a lot. I watched the X-Men show. Obviously, I was... The Batman? Did you watch the... Batman the Animated Series? I watched some of it, but I didn't... I know it gets a lot of this acclaim as being, like, one of the best... Emmy Award winning. Yeah. I uh, Probably the best, I guess some would say, but never really got into Batman. Never really got into Batman at all. I like the Dark Knight films, but comics... I was too busy playing Japanese RPGs and, you know, playing those video watching games. anime and stuff, you know. Mm. I never read manga, but I was, I was getting into that at that age. I was more into, like, JRPGs, Final Fantasy, stuff like that. Then comics. So I was doing my reading in uh, text bubbles. Love it. Yeah. So how about you, Jill? Let's throw it over. What is your 
relationship with comic books. Where are you on the spectrum? Oh, it's it's serious. I'd say we're in a committed relationship. <laughs> uh, on the spectrum, I'd say like, yeah, there's problem socializing. <laughs> there's there's medication. Um, but yeah, no, comic books for me, I mean, they've been uh, since I was a kid. I mean, I, you know, I couldn't even tell you what my first book was. It's always, always been a, a reader and a fan. Um, and when you were a kid, you would see things like Batman the Animated Series or Spider-Man the Animated Series or the X-Men series. And, and I just wanted more. You know, like mm. I wasn't willing to like stop at that. And there were these great little like morality tales that you would see. And I, I loved them, man. My There's yin and my yang. To you. Yeah, you love they them. are. They're, they're the new Greek mythology. You That's know, true. like when you... When they look back at American culture, I think they will reflect comic book heroes as the the Greek gods of the time. They you are know? truly American in a way. Oh, they are. Yeah, they they teach us right and wrong, and the the you know what is uh, Superman's saying is literally truth, justice, and the American way. I mean, yeah. it is a very American thing, um, and I think it is a new form of. The Greek gods. I mean, there are these little morality tales that we learn through these larger-than-life characters who mostly live in New York City or Gotham City, which is New York City without saying New York City. So, right. of course, I love them. Uh, my yin and my yang, I would say, have always been Batman and Spider-Man, my light and my dark. Mm. Um, Your angel and your devil. Yeah. <laughs> you follow Marvel, you follow DC. I do. I, I read them both. Um you know, obviously independence as well, but that's kind of less what we're talking about here, more the the major two Normies powerhouses. Like us pretty much know those two big brands. Yeah, yeah. the the powerhouses. Yeah. And then you got your things like Walking Dead, which has become very normy uh, with the yeah. show. Started with the Robert Kirkman book back in the day. And, you know, black and white, cheap comic book. And now, you know. Look at it now. Hot Topic, Target, yeah. everywhere you go, you see that. Dominates television. Yeah. Huge following, massive. I mean, even when they see a fall off, they're still getting they're getting numbers two or three times. We're wishing they yeah. were getting even in these hard times. Yep, and it's comics. How about you, Colin? Where's you, where are you on the spectrum? I would say so. I've, I'd say I'm a little closer to to our fans here, our listeners. Hopefully, I'd say I'm a normie in the sense that I'd call myself a catch up kid. You know, I had a dad who collected comic books, a brother who collected comic books, and growing up, I had friends who would put on the back of their shirts Batman because they loved Batman and brother loved ultimate spider-man so much i would think to myself i gotta know who these guys are just to keep up with them that's really my relationship with them you know i collect a, a small amount of comics here now a, a pretty niche group of marvel comics but uh that's because i'm a fan of the films i'm a fan of the movies i love the sam raimi spider-man films oh so when you guys talk about spider-man so i'm right there heart. with you you know mm. exactly it's something we grew up with yeah. but that spider-man animated tv show too and I know we're getting a little off topic there, but to get back to the comic page, yes, you know, even even somebody who was reading the Sunday Funnies, you know, would you count something like that? I don't know, but uh, I would. I mean, anything you read that's a, a visual art form with words, that's a comic to me. So, hot take is manga comics. Oh, they are. Ooh, yeah, interesting. It's just a different category than the American comic books. So we're kind they of are. looking at here the, yeah. the American myths, right? Yeah, we're looking more at the these the two major. Heroes. That would qualify as a comic, yes. Yeah. 
Uh, do you have a favorite book, you guys? Or you like Joe specifically, Colin? Do you guys could you pick out a I book? I like the or? Fantastic Four as a kid. I like the old school Jack Kirby, Stan Lee first one hundred issues that they write American together. Heroes, it's man. exactly it's yeah. the old school, perfectly written run where they're capturing my favorite character, Doctor Doom, the best. You yeah. love talk Doctor about Doom. an antihero. Talk about a perfect villain. Somebody who. Again, to throw it to the movies, has not necessarily been portrayed very well, or at least as an earnest fan, in my opinion, not, uh, not displayed to the fashion to show off what I like about him to we'll other get a good people. One. So it's what is it? Fingers crossed. What is it about Dr. Doom? Break it down to me. What in the comics is there that's been missing? Like, what have I not seen? Because I've only seen the movies. Oh, you know. <laughs> so, so your understanding are the, the two versions we've seen yeah. in the movies, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I've seen him in Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Oh, there, there you go. Okay. That's, better that's as deep as <laughs> I go, you know? But that's even better than yeah, the, the movie version. Right. So, yeah. So I like, so what do I like? Like, is it the uh, the man who has intense mother issues, who is trying to <laughs> to find the lost soul of his mother damned to hell? Is it the struggling king who, like we just saw, people uh, re- really rallying behind Black Panther, who's trying to do good by his people? The king of a struggling European country, Latveria. I mean, ruled by a gypsy is what he. I don't know if that's an offensive term now, but what he was written that's as is essentially that a yesterday word comic book. Uh, Cher made a song about it, I guess. Is gypsy oh, well, there we go. <laughs> is gypsy a yesterday word? That's a great question. Let us know on uh, – actually, don't. Yeah, please <laughs> yeah, don't. Please, please don't, don't, don't put us on some sort of list. But, uh, you know, or is, does it come down to that I, I just like that he was written so over the top and menacingly? Or does it come down to that my brother's favorite character is Iron Man and I just picked a guy in a metal suit to like – Dude, <laughs> another you know, robot knows. man. Exactly. I, I just think there's a lot there, and uh, and boy, it just again has not been portrayed to the way that I like. No. I, we haven't seen uh, the complexity that I think Doom has. Shakespearean, yeah, very Shakespearean, very uh, old school. Kind of, oh, will he rule? Will he not rule? Uh, in the movies, we've gotten a lot more baseline of like, I'm a bad guy. I yeah, do bad he's stuff. He's got a little corporate, but you know, there's a saccharine um, darkness to him as uh, the monarch, the troubled, you know, the accent. If you want to throw it all the way back to the old Roger Corman film, I would actually say that maybe that's probably that the best the one. Best yeah, we have gotten hot take there. That's true. Hot take: Roger Corman's Fantastic Four is the best Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Which you know they uh, uh, Marvel through. I think it was like $2.5 million, which at the time was a decent amount of money to bury that movie Ooh. so it wouldn't get distribution. Really? And now they've, been, they've made three other movies that have all been terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah Fantastic Four has not great. been treated well, huh? No, no, oh, no, no, no. And that's I guess that's my big dream. Let's. But they're the birth Marvel, of the back. Marvel Universe. Spider-Man I mean, first appeared in the Fantastic Four, right? Everybody did. Namor first appeared in uh, Fantastic Four. They are the the birth of the modern comic book universe. So they it. existed in a world where these other characters did. Black Panther, Namor, wow. Fing Fang Foom, Inhumans. I mean, all of those guys came from Jack Kirby and Stan Lee's work in the Fantastic Four. So they deserve a lot more than they've been getting recently on the Oh, absolutely. Side. And you got to bless on their name because without them... We'd have nothing. Not, no, none, none of it. The Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, the Mr. Fantastic, the Mrs. Fantastic, the Thing, and the Torch. I thought the plane was the Holy Ghost because you can't see it. <laughs> hey Anyway. Uh, what else about comics? Because I am the most limited in my scope on this, but obviously it's 
become so huge. So is there anything talking about the modern stuff? Everybody's using the apps now. You've got Marvel Unlimited. You've got Unlimited trying uh, to Comicsology. SF model as well. You had, you had mentioned it before, uh, briefly, but the Ultimate Universe, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, created by Brian Michael Bendis, I think is my favorite book of all time because wow. it, more than anything, is about a Spider-Man who never gets to grow up. That Spider-Man gets his power when he's fourteen years old, and spoiler alert, he is dead by the time he's eighteen. Whoa! Ooh. You get four years of being Spider-Man, and that's it. Joe, that's a great wow. point. If you think about Spider-Man, a teen in the 60s, a little less relatable than a teen in the 2000s. Yeah, it's tough to get a hold of. But, but basically what happened was they saw the success of the first X-Men movie by Brian Singer with Hugh Jackman and James Marsden and Frankie Jensen and all them. Yep. And the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, which is still, you know... I think the third uh, movie, great movie. The third movie really salted its legs. Uh, it did. Mike, you don't like that one? Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, only, I only like Topher Grace. Oh, uh, there we go. But so you have this. So they so they restarted. They were like, "This is a brand new universe." So issue ones for everybody. Yeah. And they started Spider Man, and I was about uh, like ten years old when that started. I mean, we were young. But it was a place where you could just jump in, issue one. You are watching Peter Parker get bit by a radioactive spider and meet all of his villains for the first time. So the idea of, like, rebranding the universe for the Ultimates was really... I mean, it stuck to me. I've read, I've read that series three times over every Ooh, issue. Oh, that. Yeah, they are deep cuts to me. Um, That's they, actually pretty interesting to me. Like, I had already gotten out... Like, the last comic I bought was that Carnage arc. That's right. That's yeah. a little older Spider-Man. You know, that's Think about older. that. That's a middle-aged Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he is a grown man at that point. So the idea of something that had its genesis during when the original X-Men movie came out and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, like, that appeals to me. Like, is there an easy way for me to find? Like, how do I, how do I read this easily, right? Oh, like, if I oh to. there are so many now, websites. Right now, Joe, hit it to the, to the listeners who want to jump in on Spider-Man. Yeah, I, in, I love Spider-Man. I told you, he's my favorite comic character, even as a dabbler. How do we do it? Well, first and foremost, it, my advice always is, if you want to jump in, jump in. If you don't have the answers or you don't know necessarily what they're talking about, just Google it. You're You'll find out. Read what the ongoing currently is. Yeah, just jump in. Okay. Just jump in anywhere. It's fine. I promise it's fine. Um, but if you want to go back, you want to read some like good runs, some like recommendations that was, read the Ultimate Spider-Man run. Ooh. Power and Responsibility, Brian Michael Bendis. Doesn't get any better than that. Um, okay. Spider-Man Blue is a great book. Tim Sale, Jeff Loeb. Yeah, those guys are great. Um 90s Spider-Man is great. The Amazing Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Uh, one of my favorite books right now, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, written by Chip Sardeski, who created a comic book called Sex Criminals I really love. Uh, it's That's a little a, edgier. A audio clip to have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's a, that is more Spider-Man the Millennial. You know, Spider-Man the 20-something, early 30s, just trying to make it. A guy who just... Nothing ever goes his way. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I get it, man. Nothing yeah. ever goes my way either. Uh, Spidey, a book from about, I think, two, three years ago. Oh, I love Spidey. Towards That's younger viewers, yeah. too. So yeah, and that was about his happen. first couple years. Uh, Spidey, issue one, Learning to Crawl. That's a great book, too. Wow, that's a great book, book title. Well. Yeah. Um, but, like, honestly, if you're going to jump in with comics, just jump in. Don't be afraid. It's easy to be intimidated by the history of comic books, but just go for it. 
And they're constantly rebooting these universes. Like, Colin, I mean, how many times have we seen Marvel restart since the Ultimates? I hinted at it earlier. I, I collect a very particular run of Marvel comic books called Marvel Now, not even the current continuity of Marvel comics. No, I'm that's, out of the loop now, folks. Yeah, it's, 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 there's been, on, on the Marvel side, so not even touching the DC side, there was Marvel 616. 616 was the universe that those comics exist in. That's the core. That's the cornerstone. Because um, there are parallel universes. 616 is the one we follow. Uh, then they created the Ultimates, which was a different universe, and that's fine. And then we had Marvel Now, that's right? right. Uh, all new Marvel, all new, all different Marvel, um, Marvel Legacy, right? I mean, are there any I'm missing in between no, there? I think that's where we're sitting right now. Yeah, and all of those reboots have happened in the last five years. Wow. I mean, that is wow. all happening. Basically, every time they break a billion at the box office, they... Let, give a chance for new readers to jump in. Can you get lost? Can you get a little frustrated as a comic book fan with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's easy to get a little confused, but the bottom line is just jump in. Do I need to be buying books? Like, or, you know, I mean, like, do I need to get physical copies? Like, is that still a market for that? I mean, obviously people are collecting, but like, I assume there's like digital formats now that are. Yeah, if you go on, uh, I think it's Marvel Unlimited, right? That's right. Marvel Unlimited and um, Comixology is one I really like. They are digital comic books. Yeah, you can get digital comic books from a wide variety, not just Marvel, not just DC, even if they're smaller books that you might think like, oh, I like sci-fi titles. Maybe I want to get involved in this saga book. You know, you'll see that, and, and it's Ryan all Ryan on there as well. I love that record. Yeah, just got to throw that out there. That's one of my favorites. I mean, for listeners, they're like a – what's that website? What's the you – know? Comixology.com. Comixology. Uh, couldn't recommend it anymore. It's basically Netflix for your comic books. Wow. If you want to get in touch with uh, your nerdier side, just go ahead in there and search the heroes you like. You like Black Panther? Uh, Tessa Nia Coates. Great fucking Black Panther run. There's a million on there. Like I said, Chip Sardeski's Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, couldn't recommend that anymore. Wow. Um, and, you know, it, it all comes back to the movies, too, right? Like, they've got uh, the Venom movie coming out, right? Are you guys excited oh, for that one? Yeah, I have mixed feelings about the Venom movie. It feels very Lincoln Park. Yeah, people give it, it a lot of early hate, too, kind of like that solo. Yeah. It, it, maybe I'm, you know, I'm just getting old and I want to hate things. You know, I got I'm LA traffic. Mike. Yeah, I hate I'm old bitter Mike. I'm like I'm Logan. You know, but without uh, the cool edge. Um I, I want Venom to be good. Um me and Joe have talked about this, you know, off air, you know, the concern <laughs> that how do you make a Venom movie without Spider Man? And you can elaborate on that, Colin, if you have an opinion on well, that. Well, I'll say this even worse, it just came out. How do you make a Venom movie that's PG thirteen, not R? Oh really? Just I wow, see that is the one thing that I thought was gonna save them is they'll get like edge lords who are excited about the fact that it's an R rated superhero. Tom Hardy movie. says he wants to make a superhero film for his teenage son. Huh? Wow. See I can't blame Tom Hardy, but some someone's gotta be saying like, look, like Spider-Man and Venom, that's a yin and a yang, right? Yeah. You got your light and your dark. Without your light, you just got dark. Without being honest to the character, you're saying? Yeah. Like, you have to have an understanding of who Spider-Man is or, or likeness of Spider-Man yeah. to get Venom. I mean, Venom is the dark Spider-Man. And since this is the only books that I bought, I can actually speak about this. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know this. The only one I'm interested in is Venom, right? The, By the way, Carnage rumored to appear. Really? See, that's the one that you would need to have an R-rated film for. Like, Absolutely. Uh, Serial killer, if, Cletus Cassidy, please. Yeah, if you do not have Spider-Man, because basically 
the symbiote suit hates Spider-Man, and then Eddie Brock you know, hates Peter Parker. So together they have you know that's the yin and yang. Like Let's Joe said, hate Spider-Man together. Yeah. But the only we other really hate that guy. Yeah, the only other thing he has is to try to stop Carnage. You know, and so if they don't introduce that and it's not R-rated, it will not work. That's and the way. How I feel. do you make a movie? Yeah, with and like like what Joe has told me before. What if he has a spider logo on him? Ooh, yeah, if, if you see Venom with a logo, I mean, why are you ripping off a guy who doesn't exist in that universe? Yeah, it's like, oh, I really like spiders. I'm I'm a symbiote, you know, yeah, from, right. from another planet, but spiders on Earth. He that's saw, my jam. He saw a, a, a homecoming billboard, and <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna get into films, that, folks. Tight, but yeah, I mean, I want it to be good because that's the only comic run I went out and bought because I like that arc of the TV show. You know, when they starts with the robot. The, the spider killer robots and spider slayers Ooh, spider yeah, slayers yeah. created by uh j jonah jameson in the comic he yeah yeah up. so you got the spider slayers and then they bring back you know um come back from space they have the symbiote in there and then you know you get venom coming out and then eventually carnage and they got to stop they team up begrudgingly to stop carnage that was my favorite arc that's why i bought the book so i wanted to be good I want the Spider-Verse to be good because that is the most the invested. Spider-Verse. That's Ooh. making me nervous. Just Those words make me tingle, that. though. Ooh. Well, it's tingling. Yeah, it is. It is My spy sense is tingling because we're going to get the uh, the Miles movie. That's right. And Miles. The Spider-Verse. Oh, he is like, if you thought Peter Parker was an emotional teenage boy, you wait until you read Miles Morales because he'll tell you. of the ultimate Marvel universe that you were talking about. Yeah, earlier, Brian Michael Bendis again. Uh, you know, one of the the godfathers of modern comic books, I would say. Like him, like Jim Lee, like Mark Wade. I mean, are there any other names you would throw oh, in there in terms of the, the, the godfathers of modern comics? Where, you know, just building off a history and, and, and moving forward. Because I think with comic books, it's easy to get intimidated. It's easy to think like, oh, I don't know that. Like, there's too much history. Just jump in. You'll figure it out. And if you don't, you can always read that stuff later. The thing is with media nowadays, we have so much access to everything. You know, you could do nothing but read comic books from today until the day you die, and you will not even scratch the surface. No, you'll get nowhere near it. Yeah, and that's I could play every video game, watch every movie, read every book. You won't. Do it. Well, I'd say there's going to be a lot of normies like us who do things like get on the internet and just go to some of these pirating sites, read every comic book you can, see every movie you can, play every video game you can. I'm right there with them. Just yeah. go down the rabbit hole, like Joe said. Just jump in there. You know, like I'm interested in reading this this Spider-Man run. You know, where he dies. Right? That, oh, that's please. insane to me. The Ultimate Spider-Man universe. It's yeah. uh, it's just it's just so touching. I mean, like if if you're <laughs> If you're a man in this world who's like gone through high school, you're gonna love watching this kid do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very relatable at its core. It is a kid who just nothing ever goes right for him, hmm. except he does get superpowers, and even that apparently doesn't go right for him. Yeah, and that's that. Yeah. That's you know just as much a, a curse as it is a blessing. That's the Parker luck. So wow. coming up in other comic runs, we're going to be talking more about independence. We're going to be talking about DC comic characters, your favorites there. We'll be doing deep dive on character specifics. If you want to hear specific Batman-oriented episodes. That's true, yeah. If you want to hear, like, Little Ponies, the, the My Little Ponies getting their Boom Universe debut in comic books, please, we'll be tackling G. things I. Joe. like that as well. Uh, G.I. Joe. Star Wars Adventures, the kid-friendly uh, solo book that's coming out. It's pretty exciting. The G.I. Joe Universe. It's another one that uh, Boom does. G.I. Joe's coming back now? Or has it been uh, established? Well, it's, it's been running for a bit, but there's going to be a Snake Eyes solo run. Ooh, That's pretty cool. Leading up to that movie. Fun. Yeah. 
Right, there's a Snake Eyes movie. There's a Snake Eyes movie on the way. We won't get too much into that. Wow. All right, well, we'll hold on that. Um, yeah, I feel bad we didn't talk. We didn't talk a lot about DC, but with I the mean, movies, yeah, they're just kind of right. like the stepchild right now. It's like, yeah, the stepping so much stones about for them. a lot of listeners to dip their toes into yeah. what comic books actually could be. Yeah, they've gone through the same type of reboots, though, right? There's the New Fifty Two and and Rebirth, which just started. Um. All Star Batman. That's a series I like. I've been right hearing now. a lot about Batman Metal recently. I've been seeing oh, that. Oh, absolutely. that's a good that event. Yeah, seems very too. cool. Scott Snyder, huge. Scott event Snyder right and uh, Greg Capullo doing the arts. So there are DC books that people could be getting into, even if the movies aren't great, because Marvel's already killing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, there are plenty of great books. The um, is there anybody who's like, I mean, besides the normies like us giving you recommendations, is there anybody like you know, kind of? Making it easy for people to figure out like what what type of books they would be into, or you know what I guess you just search characters, right? Yeah, I mean they Rebirth is pretty new. Uh, DC reboot within the last two years. It just started, okay. uh, so you can go back and find issue number ones really easy. Um, characters like Batman, Nightwing, Blue Beetle is a character I think is going to be a lot of people's favorites moving forward. He's almost kind of like the new Iron Man. For DC, yeah, almost the Spider Man too. Yeah, because he's young and he's a bug, and he's a bug. That's right, and he's double down there. Right. Um, yeah, I have a question. Then, um, is there any stuff like on the horizon that's not out yet in the comic world? Like, is there anything that's like been announced that is not yet, you know, out on public? Like, you can't read it yet. Is there anything that's been announced from Comic Cons or Wonder Cons that's going to be like a big deal that people are excited about? Is there any buzz going on? Justice League is relaunching right now. Uh, Venom issue one just dropped, but that's, you know, I, I haven't even read it yet. It came out on Tuesday. Oh. Brand new. We're about to see Thor return to being Thor. Once that's again. right. Yeah, he's really? worthy that's again. That's right. It was Jane Foster, a female Thor, for a little bit there. So Marvel doubling down, sort of backtracking to their legacy issues. We're going to see a lot of your old favorites returning to their original positions of power. Yeah, with an all-new uh, Avengers lineup. So we're wow. going to see characters like Black Panther... Steve Rogers as Captain America, uh, Odin's son as Thor. They're all coming back. Well, I, I didn't even realize, um, like, it makes sense that they're going to lean back into that, but to touch back on the Venom book, like, that's something that would get me to go back to read it. Oh, yeah. It just started, and I love uh, Ryan Stegman is his name, the, the artist. Yes. Yeah. Really incredible work. What else has, um, he, has he worked on? Anything else of note? A lot of Spider-Man books. Okay. Um, some well, of the ones I recommended earlier, the... Um, yeah. Like Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, Spider-Man uh, uh, Spectacular, Spider-Man by Ooh, Chip Sardesky. Those are all stuff that uh, Ryan Stegman has had art on. He's really proud of this book, uh, so hopefully it's pretty good. Well, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to have to go to um, Comixology. That's the website, man. Try to peep uh, the yeah. Venom book for sure. And, you know, I, I'm trying to get more into it, too, because I'm just a normie in the world of comics, but there's a lot of meat on that bone, and I want to get at it. Dive deeper. That's Both right. of these companies have YouTube pages where they do things like Marvel Minute, and I believe DC does oh, one as those well, Those are all too, so nice, yeah. They can tell you about the syndication that's about to come out and all the, all the upcoming comic books that are going to be released. So please, please. Get out there, do your research, find these great avenues to get into these books. Yeah, there's plenty of content. Go out there and start absorbing. That's a good way to do it. Now, is that comics? That's comics. I think that's comics. Which looks like, guys, we're going to be jumping from the page down into the game. We're talking video games next. The name of this game is Stay Alive. We don't know much else other than we're not supposed to have it. Miller died the same way he died in the game. This can't just be a coincidence. I think you're right. 
Serious man, listen to yourself. Don't you get it? If you die in the game, you die for real. Video games. Every kid played them. Well, most kids played them, and a lot of adults are still playing them. That's right. That's why we're here now. We just never stopped. We never stopped. Well, you look at something like uh, League of Legends. It had you know, bigger streaming numbers than the NBA playoffs right now. So oh it's pretty normy. Obviously, people are interested. Sports yeah. are niche. Games are normy now. Whoa. I don't mean that. But anyway, so let's see. I do. That's the hot take. <laughs> that is. I, I like that take, though. I prefer that to live in that world um, where I'm not looked at as a basement dweller. You know. So. Let's talk games then. Where 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 are we on the spectrum, Colin? What's your what's your games? What's I'd your say, favorite game? Look, I'd say I'm a big video game fan. I played uh, video games since I was a kid. My first console, the Super Nintendo. I remember my dad buying one at an airport. If you can imagine that, and bringing really? it home to us after a business trip, and me saying, "What is this?" Uh, so video games have changed a little bit since then. I'm an old school guy. I know I just mentioned Nintendo. I would say my favorite video game is Ocarina of Time. Oh, that's great. It's the best. Nintendo 64, The Legend of Zelda, Link, taking charge of the Green Warrior himself, saving the princess, taking on the bad guy Ganon. I mean, I've got so many fantastic memories. I was, let's see, 10 years old when that video game came out. Yeah. The first time I saw it blew my mind. Saw 3D Mario played on that thing, right? At a Toys yeah, R Us. Super Mario World, right? With his big goofy Super Mario 3D 64. Head. 64, yeah. Super Mario 64. But seeing him in that Toys R Us walking up the first time I saw video games in three dimensions, yeah. I mean, I still remember it, guys. Blowing my mind. I mean, that Ocarina of Time, like, they took that engine that they used for Mario 64 and, like, they created verb sets that have reverberated through the game industry. They defined how a 3D game should work. Oh, and they didn't want to throw it away when they used it again for Majora's Mask. No, exactly. Majora's Mask is kind of like a Ocarina 1.5. It was almost supposed to be DLC, but it's I'll still say great I'm not, I'm not normie enough for that, guys. Or maybe I'm too normie. But, I'm not cool enough that I played too much Majora's Mask. No, no, but Ocarina of Time is... They... they they changed the game. Like it, oh, changed the game. Every kid on the school bus was talking about that video. They game. created Z-targeting. Like, lock onto an enemy with a shoulder button. That was created in Ocarina of Time. I mean, yeah. Or, you know, that's it. So that's huge. That's a great, that's a great favorite game. It it's still holds up today. favorite game. I love it. I've played it ports. I've played it uh, in emulators, downloaded through Nintendo themselves. I mean, you know, every time they sell that game, I bought it on Nintendo 3DS. Every time they sell that game, I'm a sucker. I'll buy it again. Yeah, that's one where they, the Wii Store had that again and again. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, it's easily available. You can play it on any Nintendo platform. There's probably a port for it, and it's great. Probably the first open world video game I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah, you know, I kind of unless you count Mist, I don't know, but um, that's a great one. That's a great first one. Ocarina of Time. If you haven't played it, play it. Joe, favorite video game. Favorite video game. Uh, and now, where are you on the spectrum? Where am I on the spectrum? I'm I'm pretty normal. Okay. I, I would say I'm. Uh, you said you played Fortnite. Yeah, I did. I yeah. did. I mentioned Fortnite. I'm about as normie as it gets with video games. I would say my favorite video game of all time is Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 2. Right. Uh, which was a, a adaptation of the Sam Raimi movie. Uh, but it had an open world to it where That's you would just kind of swing around and, like, stop crimes. Almost like Grand Theft Auto, but the opposite. Everything you were a bad guy. A sandbox. Yeah. yeah. I loved, I loved it so sandbox. much. So there was a Spider-Man hook then. Yeah, it was the Spider-Man hook. And now, like, the thing I'm most excited for is Spider-Man PS4, which is going to be an exclusive. Yep. Uh, and I love things like the the Batman Arkham series, uh, yeah, which yeah. are, you know, Rocksteady put those out. And mm-hmm. they're 
you know, for me, they're just great takes on like the Batman mythos, and they have plenty of like deep cut villains like Calendar Man and Hugo Strange, who yeah. like you know they're not in the movies, but in the comics, like if you read them, you know who they are. So to see them in a video game is a lot of fun, and just to be the heroes you liked. Like as a kid, I remember, uh, you know, my first system. My brother's a little older, so we had a Nintendo. Um, You're talking old school, yeah, Nintendo like legit system. Duck Hunt, yeah, yeah. Uh, Super Mario They're Brothers the cartridge. They were, um, and then we had a Super Nintendo. But the first one that was like a real experience, I remember thinking like, "Oh, this is different." Was the N sixty four, and uh, getting the N sixty four with. Yeah, Mario 64 and Shadows of the Empire, the Star Wars game where you play as Dash Rendar. It's all connected. Dash Rendar is like one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time because of that video game where you're just like Han's buddy who's looking for him. Nice. Like that was such a big time. You think Dash is going to be in the movie? (sighs) If he was, I'd be so happy. (laughs) 64 video game. Uh, Wow. Let me, while we got our attention here, Boba Fett. Any predictions there? Oh, that's a good pet. I don't think so because I think they're going to save him. Mm-hmm. I think they, yeah, I think they'll do something with him on yeah. his own, and then he'll get a great game with a jetpack. Yeah. Ooh, love that. Yeah, um, Spider-Man Two also it's like has the best web swinging. A lot of people loud it for like yeah, the mechanics the were so in. natural. I mean, it was almost like you're playing Tony Hawk, but you're web swinging. Yeah, yeah, exactly. web swinging. It captured that. Yeah. And the like, film's actors did all the voiceover. Yeah, and Bruce Campbell did the. Uh, the run-ins, Bruce Campbell, of course, uh, best friend of Sam Raimi from Evil Dead all the way to... Uh, Huge character You know, uh, the Oz movie. He even has a bit in that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess that comes around to me. And I love video games. I played a lot more growing up than I do now, but I still play a lot of them. Uh, my favorite video game is Final Fantasy VII. My favorite video game series is the Dark Souls series, which that's huge. It's coming out on Switch. It's coming out on the remaster. Yeah, it's about to be brand new again. I mean, right? the, the first game is, you know, a lot of people argue it's the best game, has the best level design, you know, and it's when all... When you say you're, you're into video games... On the spectrum, though, Mike, you'd say you're pretty bad when it comes to video games, right? Pretty heavy there, right? I'm pretty heavy. I go, yeah, yeah you're, pretty you're bad deep in there. there. Like getting pulled out of the main classes, going. Video yeah. games are what you. I, love. I can barely hold on a job, man. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to fit in there. Um, yeah, I, I love video games. I think you know. I always credit video games for like my success in reading comprehension. I mean, I never read books as a kid, but I played all these Japanese RPGs. It's all text bubbles. Wow. And then when you take the SAT, you don't have to pat myself on the back, but I was like in the 97th percentile on reading. Only 3% of kids did better than me, and they're all reading books, you know. I played RPGs. You were reading them. Right, that's how I learned to read. And the complex stories and stuff. Like, that's, I cut my teeth on reading in RPGs, and like most, you know, 9, 10-year-olds were probably not interested in a game where you have to read so much. Yeah. Not me. Yeah, but so I was into that and then obviously going looking at Ocarina of Time without Ocarina there's no Dark Souls. Dark Souls is just a very gritty version. Dark Souls. Yeah, of Ocarina of Time. You have Z targeting, you're exploring dungeons, you have a real-time combat. And then now it's full circle to where people are comparing Breath of the Wild to Dark Souls. Breath of the Wild is the first Zelda game I've played. Oh, right. I never, never touched a Zelda game. But, you know, what's funny, though, is Link is my character in Smash. I love Link as a a character. Absolutely. So not even Ocarina of the Time. No, I never played it, man. Breath of the Wild is the first example. And it's it's literally just like the 
the surfing you could do <laughs> just right. jumping on that shield yeah, sure. was it was so exciting to me yeah i hear that's like the mechanics for i have not touched breath of the wild yet. have you played it oh, it's love very it. natural love it. i own okay. a switch that is the uh highest end console i own at the moment and i love it a nintendo switch and i love breath of the wild wow that's great yeah i want to get my hands on it. i haven't i'm just waiting for the dark souls remaster which is a derivative of zelda anyway um pretty much any action rpg is the you know technology they created and all that stuff it became a verb set that people would twist you know in their own way for different games so it all comes full circle it really does uh well here's the thing when are we going to get a zelda movie right Probably uh, never, but at least we got right? Super Mario Brothers. So. But see, that's the reason why people say Nintendo felt so burned by Super Mario Brothers' response that they don't want to use their big-tier characters in these properties anymore. I don't know why. That's a cinematic masterpiece. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> You've got uh, Bob Hoskins. Welcome John to the Legend. Legend. John Legend. Obviously, Lama. you're Mario and Luigi duo. Dennis Hopper. I mean, they've got two of my favorite actors of all time, God rest their wow. souls. God rest their right. souls. In, uh, you know, an adaptation of one of the best-selling characters of all time. It's hard to argue it's not a success. Well, if if it's trying to be a film, it definitely fails. If it's trying to make money. <laughs> or an adaptation it, of yeah. what it's about. With, like, the game with no story, hardly. I mean. Let's take it back, though. Mike, first yes. console. No, my first console that I owned... Let's go back. The first console I played was a uh, regular Nintendo. Just Nintendo Entertainment Old System. Old school Nintendo you know, Entertainment System. My older cousin had it, the Duck Hunt cartridge with the Mario on it. You know, that was, that was the main business. Oh, right he had there. the light the gun baseline. Too? Yeah, they had the, the zapper. Wow. So I played Duck Hunt, played Mario. That was like first exposure. First console I owned was a Sega Genesis. Played a lot of Sonic. I was... I shifted from Nintendo that day and really never went. Talk about, too, the, the cultural relevance of video games. Yeah. You know, it's not just something, like, you do by yourself. Like, they're they're a part of the zeitgeist now. That's true. Like, you mentioned Dark Souls. I've never played a Dark Souls game. Right. But I know Praise the Sun. Yep. I know that if something's Praise hard, it is the hardest thing. It's Dark Souls. It yeah. is Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Of... I made the Dark Souls of pancakes this morning. <laughs> I, I drove in the, the Dark Souls of traffic every morning. Yeah, but you're exactly. rolling your eyes, Mike, as a fan, as a guy who says Dark Souls is his favorite video game. Yeah. How do you feel when a new video game like God of War comes out uh, and yeah. people say, it's like Dark Souls, but you can understand it. Ooh. That, to me, doesn't sound like Dark Souls, but I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a comparison, you know? I mean, uh, everybody, you got to have a, um, a baseline so people understand what you're talking about, you know? Uh, Dark Souls was compared to, um, like, other action RPGs of the day, you know, because they didn't know how else to talk about it. And now that Dark Souls is a verb that people have, they're going to use it. Game journalists will use it, you know, and that's just how it is. So, yeah, if Dark Souls is popular and people know Dark Souls means difficult, that's basically what it means. You know, it doesn't mean the story is told diegetically through item descriptions or through environment design. It just means it's hard. Yeah, that's all I know. That's all it means, right? And to me, it's not even hard, and the creator said it's not hard. It's just meant to teach you to overcome adversity. Like, if you want to make a hard game, you wanted to make a game that would teach you, like, how to overcome, you know, difficulty like how to train yourself to be better right um but anyway enough about dark Souls. the thing is every hard game is not dark souls there's harder games than dark souls there's way harder games play contra on this you know nintendo but not oh. in the culture in the culture it's dark souls yeah that's a hard game but like ninja gaiden is a third person action game that's way harder than dark souls god is. i remember reading xbox magazine trying to figure out how to beat that game i'd never beat 
Gaiden, you know, and I like Dark Souls. I don't think I'm an expert at it, but it's hard, but it's fair. Like, everything you need to win is there. The rules are the rules. The rules are the rules, and they follow it. That's why people like video games, because it has rules, and you have a way to win. Life doesn't have rules. Not so much. Yeah, but video games do. Video games, there's a way to win if you follow the rules, and they generally adhere to those rules. That's why people like games, I think, because, like, there's a way to succeed. Hey, so while I got you here, though, I'm going to make you two my panel experts, Mike and Joe, talking video games. Let me ask you a couple questions. We're going to do some lightning rounds. You're going to tell me if this applied to video games is normie or not. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, guys, let's do it. Owning a home console. Normie. Yeah, it's it's normie. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you're playing on your Xbox, you're playing on your Switch. Well, and even if it's just to, like, watch Netflix or watch DVDs, a lot of people think, like, oh, I might as well get a video game system. You know, maybe I'll play it, maybe I won't. Very true. It's your Blu-ray player now. Yeah, exactly. The PS2 is the number one selling console of all time because it was the cheapest DVD player on the market. That's why I got my first one. That's it. It was something to have at home, yeah. Exactly. I think it's normie. I think the, the most normie thing is playing cell phone games. Exclusive. That's true. Normie cell phone yeah. games, but that's fine. You know, play play the games. So consoles, normie. Oh, I play games, cell phone games normie. all the time. Yeah. All right, back in. How about this? A gaming computer, normie or not? That's it's normie. That's I'm, normie. I'm in the oh. process of building one. It's normie. I'm gonna have to if talk you, to you guys there. I don't know about that. Joe, hit me. It's normie. Google it right now. If you Google it, there's gonna be nine million hits that show up that show you exactly what parts to buy and exactly how to make it. Steam. Is Steam, I mean, it's got to be way up there in terms of consoles, just in terms of people downloading games directly from them. Uh, Yeah, but I don't know. I think people taking the step to build a PC, like the average person, in my opinion, you know, a lot of my cousins, family members, too, like they're console gaming. I do know PC gamers, but I think it takes an extra level of dedication to want to take that step to build it. That's true. Yeah, and it's getting there, though. Are that's we talking what I think about a computer it. contributed just to video game playing a gaming computer? Yeah, I mean, I guess not for a gaming computer, but building a computer with the idea of, oh, I can play games as well. Or buying a computer of, like, oh, I can play games. I mean, I think it's something that's thought of more than in the past. Or, like, when when you're building a computer or or you're buying a computer, you think about games when you didn't before. All right, this one not unanimous, though. Yeah, not at all. Let's let's hit a vote. I'm going to say not normie. Okay. I don't here's the thing. Uh, it, it's becoming more normie because of streaming culture. Like, oh, if I can build a PC to play games and stream oh. revenue, right? Like maybe I'm just as ahead streaming of the curve, becomes yeah. more I think it's still because someone has really want to put in the work to build it, even if the instructions are there, you don't have to build a console, you just buy it. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit more hardcore. It is getting more normal, but it is it's not normie. Becoming normie. Wow. It's Look on the that. way. Streaming is doing all that though. Which is great, by the way. I'm in the process of building one. Just go ahead and Google it. You can find 9 million different guides. I got eyes on building one, too. I mean, you know, and I love the gaming industry. I want it to do well. I want people to play any games they like so these companies survive. So get a gaming PC and get in there if you want to. Wow, that seems so out of my scope. But, boy, something I might be interested in looking into. Yeah, you should do it, man. It's pretty easy. It was fun. You get to use screwdrivers and, you know. Yeah, soldering gonna, wires. Yeah, plug, uh, not a lot you're of gonna, soldering. Well, you do it like once. You'll feel really fancy. Yeah, boy, building your stuff your, might be normie after all. Yeah. You buy your soldering iron uh, to use on one connection. That's normal. One time. <laughs> one time. Okay, last one. How about this? Real quick, tell me if this is normie or not. How about watching Let's Plays? That's where people play video games. Oh, that's like that's ultimate normie. Normie. 
Fuck, dude. Wow. Yeah. Again, maybe I'm a little slow to the thing here, but that's... No, I think that's like ultimate normie. I think there's shades of gray with it. That's true. I think watching a Let's Play of a popular video game or watching a popular streamer like Ninja or PewDiePie, that's normie. But we're not talking about hints. I'm not looking up cheats. I'm not watching video No, you just want to see what gameplay exactly. looks like. I want to see people yeah. playing a Let's Play. I'll look at Let's Play before I buy a game just yeah. to see if the gameplay is as promised in the trailers. That's your demo now. Yeah, because a lot of times you'll see trailers and it looks incredible and then you get the game and it's nothing like that. So a Let's yeah. Play, you know, you watch someone else actually go through it and you're like, okay, like... Like Sunset Overdrive, um, I remember the trailers were like, wow, this looks crazy. And then you see them actually play it, and it's still fun, but it's not exactly what you were promised, which is a little worrisome, because that's the company that's doing uh, Spider-Man PS4, Uh, which is like my biggest, that'll be a countdown for the cast. That's the reason to make it It's coming soon. (laughs) Should I be excited? Yeah, it's difficult when like a developer you don't really trust takes one of your properties exactly yeah that's always tough well mike how much time are you devoting to watching these i mean i thing is i i look at the categories of normie ones and not normie ones if you're watching speed runs you're not a normie like if you want to see how people can beat dark souls in 25 minutes through like glitching or ocarina of time in 20 minutes that's not a normie thing, but just That's casually. Niche. You're niche yeah. to normie there. You're niche as fuck. But if you just want to watch like Fortnite with Drake, that's the most oh, yeah. normie it's thing. It's out there, play. man. But wow, there we uh, go. In the popular conscious. If it gets you into gaming and you want to play, that's great. You know, it's fine. You know, nothing wrong with being into normie shit. You know, I, I watch my own share of that stuff too. I got no experience with it, I'll be honest with you, but this is the old stick in the mud in me, but even I can say I do think that is normie. I will see that to you guys. People are watching these games. People are watching people play these games. It's normie now, unanimous. One of the good things about it, though, is like there's a lot of kids maybe, let's say, games are expensive now. Maybe you can't afford the game, but you want to see it. It's, I mean, sixty dollars. Yeah, that is especially for a kid. Big yeah. jump change. There goes your allowance. <laughs> I mean, I'm a grown man. It's a lot to make. Yeah, that is not. Uh, yeah, you know, if it's more than I would spend at a bar, it's a lot of money. That's true. You got to sacrifice something, you know. Um, like Resident Evil, right? If, if if you buy that game, Resident Evil Seven, for instance, like maybe you could beat it in ten hours or less. If you don't have the money to like spend on that, you just watch it once. Yeah. And you, and you got what you need out of it. You it's know? a movie now. It's a movie now. And that's, wow. yeah, right? They're, they're getting closer to that line. Which a lot of, I mean, how many different, uh, ooh, cutscenes. That's something. Like how watching through cutscenes yeah. on YouTube. I mean, is that so very normal me at this I point? I do that, I gotta say. I do I that too, yeah. yeah. I watched most of the cutscenes. No, never played it, but I watched it. Yeah. We were talking a lot about horror movies earlier on, and... The horror games are really some of the biggest stream things because it's something, it is a movie. It's an experience. You just watch it. Five Nights at Freddy's, all these horror games, Markiplier, all these people play these horror games, you know, Slender Man games, stuff like that, because people want to just be part of the ride and just watch it as a movie, you know, so. I've got a 12-year-old cousin. He loves uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Freddy's Never played it. Never played it. I've seen it. I would like to. I don't know. Merch at Toys R Us. Think about that. That's true. It's huge. Well, not for too much longer. Not for too much longer. You can't get anything at Toys R Us for too much longer. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> well, I mean, 
That's gaming, man. That's gaming, man. <laughs> That's gaming, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. It's great. You know, like I said, I remember in high school when they turned the corner. You know, I was playing Japanese RPGs and stuff, and then Halo Two came out, and you could do LAN parties. You could play online. I remember thinking, Why do I want to play online? I want to sit on the couch. But then everybody was playing, you know. The, uh, wait a minute, I can meet friends this way. Yeah, but, you know, the jocks were playing Halo, you know. The nerds were playing Halo. They were co-mingling, right? It, it was a... Baseline. A Tony Hawk mode where you would throw flame balls by doing a kickflip, and you would play it online. Right. And it was like Halo, but with kickflips. I, uh, yeah. I, I think it was Tony Hawk Underground. Like, that was, like, my first online gaming experience. Really? It was like... I'm playing online with a bunch of people doing kickflips for fireballs. Yeah, what are we even doing? Yeah, That's a like good it's thing. nothing. We, yeah, what, what's your first online gaming experience then, Colin? We should touch on I up. would definitely say Halo as well. Definitely Halo kids coming over, plugging our... Plugging in LAN cables directly into yep. what looked like a gigantic dial-up modem, the Xbox itself. Yeah. And would you would you put people on the top floor and in the basement That's so they right. wouldn't be able to screen look? Absolutely. Yeah, that was yeah, a big thing. Running long cables. If I get really into the uh, how niche I am with gaming, I was playing online games that were MUDs. Are you familiar with these? No, not at all. all. They're completely text-based like adventure games. So they're kind of like D&D. Like, I uh, move north, you type it in, and then like text box comes up and describes, and there's also other players in there. Wow. And so it's like playing this on an old dial-up PC. I did have it on a zip disk, and it was not so dial-up. The days of AOL. It was DSL. It was DSL AOL days. Uh, my older cousins got me into it. That's how I learned about Demon Souls. They like were getting the imports. Like they were into the stuff, and I wanted to be older because I was younger. I wanted to be a cool kid. But yeah, so these like D and D esque uh, text-based rpgs it wasn't even no graphics it's all text like you attack and they just describe it to you like a dm would in a text block you know that's wild. so that's my first online game experience but then halo was when it became like like what we associate with that you know everybody does the this rose like a couch co-op feel like oh i can talk to the guy and like you know halo 2 was is was one for that yeah i'll always yearn for the days of couch co-op I True play, it, though. Know. That's why Smash Brothers is still so fun. Yeah, that's right. Because you're you're actually there, and like, there's something about like sitting on a couch with your friends playing a game. You talk shit, you yeah. know. It's you irreplaceable. Around. Yeah, it's it's and, uh, and that's that's Nintendo's thing, you know. Even with the Switch, they show these cool millennials on a rooftop busting out yeah. their Joy Cons. You know? Oh, maybe I'll play on the bus. Who knows where I'm going? Yeah, yeah. Who knows who I'll meet? <laughs> exactly, and you know, there's plenty. of They stuff. probably have a Switch too. Right? Hey, you know, we should switch information. There's plenty of people talking. <laughs> corny. Corny, Mike. Hey, guys. Mike's got them dad jokes. This is a fine mic. I don't think it's corny at all. Uh, Ayo, bad boys. Um, yeah, I mean, Switch is, you know, Nintendo's always been social. That's what the Wii was. The Wii U was a, a failed expansion on that. Like yeah. Wii 1.5. But the Wii blew that up, you know. Uh, Wii Sports, we play it all the time. <laughs> that is our, our go-to. Ever, the Wii yeah. Sports, right? It's when so people great. are around, I mean, like, oh. golfing or bowling with your buddies. It's so, so intuitive. Your mom. Yeah. And I, I think most people who own that as a child living at home, you probably played it with your mom or your dad. Yeah. Or Can I drop a fact on you guys real quick? Oh, yeah. I'd love it. Favorite game of Queen Elizabeth. Still plays Wii Bowling. Really? Really? She saw it at one of her nephew's parties, insisted to get the console herself. Still plays it with her friends. That's so fun. That's huge. And And she's royal, so. Yeah, gaming's normie now. Deal with it. Everybody plays games. And it's good. 
Cricket. You got to know what a crumpet is to play cricket. <laughs> is that a Ninja Turtles reference? It is. Yeah, okay. Turtles All in Time, man. The First Konami. co-op, yeah. That's great stuff. Oh, uh, Konami, they did the Avengers game too, it's right? The, the, uh, the, oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought you were going to say the X-Men arcade game. Boy, I was thinking the Avengers one. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Those were all, I those mean, me so and my great. brother, we'd sit right. there and we'd play those for hours. I was at the arcade bar uh, Friday night and I saw the X-Men arcade game still getting played. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. Of course. It's huge. Which is, it's Storm Colossus, Dazzler. Oh, Dazzler. Uh, yeah, I love Dazzler. And Wolverine, is that all of them? Storm, Cyclops, I'm Dazzler, sorry, and Wolverine. That's yeah. Right. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. If my, oh, what a if game. I, if I was an X-Men, my name would be dabbler because that's as much as i know about comics <laughs> i just i put my feet in let's dabble hey, that's good there we go back to full circle marvel you know well they were doing games back then they're doing games now we got spider-man games. it's always here it's always here they always will be here and uh yeah guys that's video games getting normie like us so we talked our categories now before we wrap up let me let me take us into the future here i want to do a little segment Talking about what we think might be coming up, a hit or shit. I'm talking about anything that we talked about today. Just bring me a category, guys. Anything that we talked about today. We talked about some movies. We talked about some video games. We talked about some comic books coming up. Me personally, I'll ask you here right now, Deadpool 2, are we thinking thinking hit or shit? Hmm. I'm going to say shit. Wow. Which is the hottest take I think we'll get to the podcast. Uh, Deadpool, as much as I love him, is a one-note character. We hit that note in the first movie. I don't think a sequel is going to live up to the dick and fart jokes of the original. A comedy sequel typically do not do well. Yeah, and uh, Thanos is such an iconic performance. I don't know if Cable is going to be able to live up or just be, you know, kind of in the shadow in terms of, like, Josh Brolin summer movies because Josh Brolin is appearing in... Four movies for the next four months. I mean, he is, as an actor, a little oversaturated right now. So I just don't think Cable is going to be as memorable as Thanos. I think uh, Deadpool 2 might get a little lost in the weeds here. Ooh, you think he might face a little backlash because Infinity War did so well? Yeah, well, not necessarily backlash so much as, like, interest lash. Like, are people going to keep showing up? When you just went and saw your favorite comic book movie, are you here again two weeks later for a different one? Well, I'll go ahead and give my take, Mike. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm close to Joe here. I'm going to say hit, but in my heart, it is a shit. But I'm mm. going to say hit because that audience, I think, is there. I think people are riding the wave of these comic book movies, and I think they'll just keep going to the next big blockbuster. All right, well, uh, I guess I'm on the outside here because I think it could be a hit. And learning that it's a John Wick director, you know, being able to have him step into some meta territory, maybe make a John Wick reference. I don't know. You know, De- oh, I'm sure. Deadpool oh, can yeah, throw that I out there. So. If there's cheap. not, then they, they fail. Just get an audio drop of, whoa. You know, it's great. <laughs> done. Um, but yeah, I think Josh Brolin's great. Thrashing. He can do no wrong. Um, and to help him out in this, Thanos was a CG character. His performance was insanely good that's right but now you're seeing him as a person and you're playing with the funny man and the straight man and like now you have that for the whole movie deadpool just kind of was interacting bouncing off of other random people in the original now he can bounce off of directly cable an actual oh, that's very true that's yeah. a good point so really i think grounds the character. that might help him carry on with the dick and fart jokes yeah. because he has that straight man to play off of so which again i love dick and fart jokes 
But I'm worried it's going to be a little one note. All right. Well, I think it'll be a hit. Shit. Shit. A hit. Hit. Begrudgingly, you're a hard homie, though. A, we're, we're, we're together in, in the yeah. deep end. Right. All right. Well, we also talked about um, Solo, Star Wars, right? So is Solo going to be a hit or a shit? Sneak Attack hit. I think people are ready to hate this movie, yep. but I think it's going to pleasantly surprise people who were ready to hate it. And for the people who are super excited about it, it'll be okay. Okay. So I think it'll end up a hit. I'm right there with you, Joe. I'm going to say hit. It just broke pre-sale ticket records that Black Panther set up about a month before. Uh, if you thought there wasn't the interest there, you were just proven wrong. So that's going to be a hit. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I got burned because I thought that Last Jedi would be a hit. I know we have some differing opinions Ooh, here. Here comes I a hot take. Get smized. I think it was shit. Uh, that being said, because I'm expecting Solo to be shit, I think it'll surprise me and I'm actually going to like it. So I'm going to say hit, even though I'm like cautiously like anticipating you know i think it'll be a hit that's a unanimous hit so, we uh, will go back to the last jedi though <laughs> yeah okay not well, today one uh, day you'll get yours not tomorrow yeah, but not someday when we talk star wars we have to say jedi and we have to say which one we're uh, fucking talking about uh, see my favorite thing is to say my favorite movies are empire jedi jedi you figure out which is which. Boy. I really wish they wouldn't have used the uh, same noun they never did that before they shouldn't have done it again anyway what else we got then? We got um, Venom. Venom's a shit, right? I'm going to say shit. Everybody's got problems. Everybody's got problems, yeah, man. This is, this is going to be our first unanimous shit. <laughs> it looks like a Tom shit. Tom Hardy's best when you don't need him to talk. Water. Now, people are bringing up that it has about 2 million views on YouTube. I mean, it is getting a ton there. Is that people sharing it saying, ooh, look at this? Or is that general? I mean, I've watched it five or six times, and I hate it. So Yeah. Okay, there we go. I think that's it. I think we get it. So, Movies note, Dark Souls Uh, remaster. Let's hit that. Dark Souls remaster. Let's see, hit or shit. All right, well, I'll tee it off here. I think it's going to be shit. Oh, I'm going to say hit. I have never once played one of these games. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping to play for the first time for a later episode. Uh, So, you know, I think there's enough people who know the mythos, know the ideas of Dark Soul, but have never played that people will check this one out as an introduction. Um, Yeah. I think hit record sales wise. But like in terms of actual gameplay, I don't know. You know, you know, for for me, you know, having never played it, I'm excited. Yeah, but I could see fans being upset with the mechanics. Yeah, uh, see, if you're looking at sales, it'll probably be a hit. It's going to do numbers on Switch. It's going to do numbers on PlayStation and Xbox and Steam. Uh, I think they're giving it to Steam owners for half off too. Like oh, really? You, you right off the game? The original one, you can get the remaster for like half off. That makes wow, sense. Prepare that's to die. really yeah, nice so of a smart. company. That though. is really nice. Like, so just for, give it away. For Steam. Wow. So, As a diehard fan, what were you looking for, or what are you looking for from the remaster? I wanted those notable problem areas to have been given the proper polish. Mm. You know, they were definitely rushed. Like The first game is so carefully balanced. But you're just seeing a port. I'm seeing a port, a 60 FPS port, and they're calling it a remaster. Ooh. They should have just called it Dark Souls HD. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Well, yeah. boil it down for us, Mike. Hit or shit? Shit. For a hardcore player, shit. But for somebody who wants to get into it, I think it's great. They should play it. If, yeah, that's me. It's a hit. If it's their way to get in, it's great. But I think for someone who wanted more out of a remaster, it's shit. All right, well, I'll weigh in. I'll say, Mike, I'm like you. I'm a big fan of this game. I'm in the, the Dark Souls subreddit. I've seen how those guys are reacting to it. 
I'm there with you. It's not seeming very positive on the built-in audience front. But I got to say, you got a video game coming out that a lot of people know just the name of. They're going to be getting their first experience yeah. here with this port. People or they played Nintendo. three and not one. They played the third yeah. one. They're back to see this remaster. You, you've got the uh, auxiliary tech that's coming with it. You know, they're selling off Amiibos for Nintendo now. Which is the norm. Come on, come man. On. Absolutely. You can get figures now. I'm going to go ahead and have to say a hit because it, it seems like they've dumped too much into it for it not to be. The Amiibos are already sold out. I mean, Yeah, they're, yeah, they're impossible to find. Yeah, and I want one. And I want one bad. <laughs> that's right. So that's two hits and one shit. Yeah, the I Dark mean, Souls reboot. I think it's a hit for the casual. And like I said, the ones that played Dark Souls three and didn't play one yet, they oh, this one's more hardcore. Let me get it on Switch or whatever. So, all right, guys, that's hit or shit. Tune in next week. We'll try to get you those numbers when we do, and we'll update you on whether or not it turned out to be a hit or a shit. Yeah, who did what? Yeah, so upcoming, you know, stay tuned for more focus episodes. We're going to do one on Star Wars. Thank you for listening to Normies Like Us. This has been the first episode. Uh, I'm Mike. This is Colin. I'm Joe. And you can find more of us uh, as we continue to grow into the future. We have uh, Normies Like Us. We have YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's all Normies Like Us, one word. And you can find us there for any and all updates that you desire. We also have normieslikeus.com, so check it out. Follow us on social media, folks. Oh, Star Wars, you mean that thing with the Disney cartoon? That thing with yeah. the laser sword. Ooh. Oh, you mean the, the Christmas special, right? Oh, yikes. Mm. Chewbacca is your favorite character. Yeah, I miss him. Come on, happy life day, guys. <laughs> happy life day. Praise him. Mm, bossa. <laughs>